Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you very much um, for uh, joining us today. Um, and um, Ivan, are you there? I'll just do a quick sound check with Ivan. I am, and I can hear you. All right. Well, uh, a few things to discuss today. Uh, your lit, sorry, not your lit, your um, uh, strip. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Been good to do that yesterday. Uh, <laughs> the um, yeah. there's uh, flights in that APT. Um, uh, a couple of couple of stocks to have a look at. A couple of trades to discuss. Want to have a uh, just talk about expiry days. Um, and uh, any questions from anyone on session today, please put through. This first time you're joining us, um, open, frank conversation about trades that we're looking at the market, a uh, bit of a market update, and then a bit of a discussion. So uh, put your questions in the chat box. Uh, chat box should be open there on the screen. If it's not, a uh, red arrow should get you there. And, um, yeah. Get involved. The, any advice contained in today's presentation is general only. Doesn't consider consider your personal circumstance. Past returns are not an accurate indicator of future returns. And uh, if you're going to get into options trading, you're not currently doing it, you need to make sure you know what you're doing. Uh, get educated and uh, always continue to learn uh, because trading full stop is comes with risk, and if you don't know what you're doing, uh, you will give your money up to the market. So there you go. Um, how are you going, Ivan? Um, you were very bearish last night when we spoke, uh, and um, the market is off quite strongly today. Um, clearly, clearly yeah. they, they heard me and started shotting the spies. Yeah. Yeah. I... Uh... I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's sort of it's annoying because obviously I really wanted to put the trade on, yeah, um, and uh, I still haven't. And I would, yeah, I'm just gonna have to have a look at this six thousand level. Yeah. Now, um, to see 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 what happens around these levels, and and if we get a continuation, then potentially change from a strip to a straight put, potentially out of the money. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just it, it's it's a tricky one. I I really was hoping that we'd, we'd continue we'd continue grinding. And I mean, this is this is just a down day um, in a yep. in a long period of um in a long period of uh, market coming off, and it was always bound to happen. Um, yeah. The reason why I'm 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 bearish is just because I think that a lot of these new time traders with their side hustles, as I was explaining last night, <laughs> they're just. We're at the situation where they've never seen the market fall. Um, they haven't seen the market at all, and so they're just, um, you know, they've, they've swung their bat around, made a lot of money, and now they think that this is this is it. So uh, they're also not exactly experienced traders, so emotion's going to get in the way. And I would think that uh, they would, um, yeah, they, it's, it's. I think that there's going to be some interesting. Uh, Interesting volatility in the in the coming months, um, just as this uh, this sort of this flushes out. Yeah. Um, Interesting question, actually. Martha said, you know, what, what, not, not that this really probably matters for too many people, but it, APT. Um, what's the playbook for APT between now and say end of June? Tell you what. Um, uh, <laughs> not that this matters to anyone on the call, but. Um, uh, this might be interesting to you. Well, actually, I said that message to you about it this morning, Pat, just around yeah. uh, 
changes that the ASX has made, uh, making it very difficult to accept trades for uh, for for APT for brokers. Um, so um, effectively, the requirements to actually settle the trades went up. So I wonder if that's going to lead to to volatility. Can you talk about that some further because I think that is really interesting, and and people just aren't going to even be thinking about that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so um, as a as a as a broker, like as a clearing participant, um, you've got to hold um, what's called cash market margining for um, for stock. So when you go in and buy, for example, afterpay. The broker has to hold an, uh, an, uh, an appropriate amount of that amount, uh, a set amount um, of that trade uh, mm. for the two days to cover settlement. And um, the ASX has made an adjustment around where Afterpay sits, and effectively the broker uh, has to hold uh, 42% of the entire notional value of the transaction over a two-day period. And so... You know, and that's that's sort of three or four times, if I'm not mistaken, from where it was. So for for uh, for Sorry, can I just clarify what you just said then? Because um, uh, uh, you're saying, do you said four times what it was? Yeah, I think it's three to four times. Three or four times. So after pay, um, if it's at forty two, it's like at 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 uh, sixteen or something like that. Yeah. 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 And so, in practicality, if I bought a million dollars using your broking service, I, I uh, or one of your many, many thousands of clients decided that they were going to buy a million dollars worth of afterpay. How much money do you need to have uh, sitting there on deposit to cover that? Uh, so it's not quite as straightforward as that. But um, if you're the only client, I will need to have four hundred twenty thousand, which is forty-two yep. percent um, of the overall amount. Um, and then if, uh, uh, but but then you know it it actually takes the, the net amount. So um, if everyone decides to buy it and it was a million dollars and be four hundred twenty thousand, if some decided to sell it and some buy it, it takes the overall position. Um, all the, it, it, it aggregates the buys and the sells. So um, as an example, on Friday and thank God it was Friday, but Pershing did. 110 million dollars of afterpay in one direction, which would have cost effectively 50 million bucks in uh, uh, in margin on for two days just to cover that. And so that's on top of all of the what March has created is um, much uh, larger um, volatility um, uh, has resulted in ASX adjusting all of their models. And now over the next two years effectively brokers are going to be making these decisions to start and, and kind of encourage you to trade less um, because of, of some of the flaws in the, in the system. I've actually got the guy uh, guy consulting to me, to our business now, um, who is the ex-GM of, of, of risk at, at ASX, and uh, he built those models and he just freaked the Jesus out of me yesterday about <laughs> that. So anyway, it's, it's crazy. It's a, it's a big change and it's um, what... Ultimately, the impact of that is going to be is that uh, every broker, no matter who you're trading with, or every clearing participant, is ultimately going to sit there and um, and um, and start monitoring afterpay because uh, not a whole heap of people are going to be able to produce, especially with the, with all the trading going on in afterpay at the moment. There's not a whole heap of people that are going to be willing to accept, um, you know, for the for the couple of dollars of of transaction volume they're going to take, holding a couple of million on deposit to to cover that. Yeah. Anyway, it's just one of those things you'd never think about, right? 
<laughs> I would have not even thought about it about six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I actually, when you sent me that message this morning, I thought I knew what you were talking about, but I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I couldn't believe it either. I, I had a I had a chat with uh, with one of the guys from Persian yesterday, and uh, mm. uh, it was which is probably the biggest retail clearer in Australia, and uh, um, he was he was saying, "Oh, have you seen them?" Like I no, I haven't. It, the, today it, it kind of it sunk on me. Probably when I woke up at about three o'clock in the morning, going, oh, "Shit, that's actually serious." <laughs> so there you go. All right. Um, so uh, anyway, the 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 playbook on Afterpay from here. Gosh. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's been um, you know, like if you look at the um, the lit long kind of sort of trade, I imagine. Let's have a look. ADX, fifty uh, day moving average. Well, everything's lined up uh, for lit long through here. That's not a bad looking trade, right? Um, but you'd want to have been in there already, I would say. Um, I'm not sure if I'd be looking at today. Yeah, considering that's twenty percent ago. <laughs> yeah, you'd need some validation in the fifty day moving average to do some catching up before you ran after this one. I'd say at this point. Yeah, and I mean the other thing is that you know if if, if you know again I think that you look at sort of like, to me I don't really completely understand what their business is, um, and that's that's potentially troubling so that that's creating some biases in my mind um you know the, the business went up five times uh you know they don't even have their own credit license like they're not actually what they're doing is using someone else's license and particularly reselling it so i just i don't understand how it's not you know someone like a zip pay who comes in or you know whatever all of these guys coming in and wanting to, to compete in that space i just don't understand what their competitive advantage is and and why it'd be a good to a long-term business so like for me I, there's this whole crazy thing that it's it's been classified previously as a tech company, and everyone goes, oh, let's let's get on it. Uh, this sounds like a really good tech buy because we don't have enough tech listed. It goes to, it goes to show, um, you know, our fund managers in Australia are desperate to get access to Australian technology and all the good technology. And Pat and I have been talking about this a lot. All the good technology companies don't want to list because, you know, why why would you be why would you go through the um, all of the required extra um, burdens of, of being a listed company when all of the clients or all of the investors that you want to invest have already made the switch. They're investing, um, you know, the corporate books, are, they're happy with unlisted investments. Um, mm. You know, and obviously, in fact, your, your corporate book is, has grown immensely from this. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that's – so I've got someone decided – one of my neighbours decided to start – uh, cashing in on the grant, I think uh, there's some renovations going on. So, um, I think that the uh, the housing stimulus is a uh, is positive for some people. <laughs> All right. Um, so that uh, afterpay was was one that um, uh, that I wanted to go and have a look at anyway. Um, so, Mark, oh, what's Mark got here? Um, on dividends for hungry yield. Um, we'll have a look at that in a sec for you, Mark. So just just on, uh, why don't we go back to the XGR? Just have a little look around here and maybe um, go in and uh, price up the strip, Ivan, uh, and, and maybe even have a look at the straddle because I, I think it's sort of it's it's 
for the at the right sort of tipping point, it mm. you know Vol's getting to the point where I'm kind of getting comfortable um, that I that I think I got a feel for it again. Um, so that brings back straddles for me. Um, I've just got to get sort of technically get comfortable with the view. Um, so what are we on here on a weekly? I'll move that back to daily. Um, yeah. So I'm just muting myself in and out, by the way, just so you know, based on yeah. the drilling noises. All oh, right. So is this your um, the, the your neighbours who got a grant doing their renovation? Well, I don't know. I'm assuming so, based on based on the the noise levels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Ivan, technically, you were talking about. Um, being... Well, I think I think the level to watch is six thousand. But to be fair, you know, I'm 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 being. Um, perfectionist, and, and the reality is, is that today is actually probably a better reason to get into the into the strip than than yesterday, especially since vol hasn't really done much, uh, yeah. considering the market's come off two percent. Uh, like volumes, volumes are, are quite high um, today. I mean, we're already almost at this level of yesterday, so it is showing that there's there's interest in the trade. So I'm I'm to be fair, the only thing I'm just looking at, there's probably no point getting it right now, um, since I do do have a bearish inkling. Um, but for me now, I think that 6,000 is going to be the level I'm going to look at. Yeah. If it takes out the 6,000 and it does that with some, some viciousness, I think that that's when I'll, I'll set myself up with a strip or potentially, yeah. as, as I was saying, maybe like a longer dated, but more out of the money, like a 5,500 foot, just a straight kind of, um, you know, kind of a delta type play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, um, because I think that Paul's going to, um, go up, and I might want to just get myself some extra time. I think that if the sell-off happens, it's going to happen quite aggressively, and I want to hold sell expiry. So um, I, I think that, uh, but I, I think the strip is, yeah, it's 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 not looking, it's not looking terribly. Let's price something up. How many days out would you go? Uh, I was looking in September yesterday, last night. What's it coming in as? So it's about the same price. Um, uh, it was eight point one yesterday, uh, eight thousand one hundred for, for one trade. So, uh, what do you, what do you got in in one month back in August? <clears throat> seven two. So that was about the same. I think it was about seven one. So that looks like that the September's have, have actually picked up, while the August is still uh, is still about the same. So that that probably looks like an okay. Uh, an okay trade in July would be too soon. Like you know, for that for that extra grand, you'd, you'd get a much better outcome. Oh, actually, I was looking at the, the the strikes were different yesterday. That probably also is worthwhile noting. Um, but that doesn't matter because we want to yeah. have money. yeah. So that's um, yeah, that, that yeah, that's good. So yeah, I think I mean I'd, I'd, I'd probably I probably well, I mean September this, that's 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 expensive, but I think that if I can get that around seven hundred and twenty-five, that's not too bad. I, I mm. quite like that. The other alternative is just let's let's have a look at a um, 
out of the money put. Um, maybe a yeah, fifty-seven fifty maybe. Uh, what month? July? Uh, uh, yeah, probably August. And you were looking for a 57.50? Yeah, let's go 57.50. Something nice and... Yeah, that's expensive. How, how much is the 57.50 in, in September? That's like 150-ish. There you go. 250 points. Yeah, interesting. 50 points for, for an extra month. That probably, that's probably worthwhile. So that's okay. So that's the thing, you know, in terms of outcomes, uh, compare that to, if you look up the matrix and compare that with a long strip, um, yeah. with a 100% vol shock, um, this is where the matrix really comes in. Uh, you know, I, my expectations is right back to the 5,500 level. Um, so maybe if you widen, widen that out into price increments of 2%. Yeah, so the 19th of July, 5,500, that's 3.8 for, for that strategy. And what about the, um, Strap what a the strip yeah that's eight so really getting double the return anyway so you you probably I think based on that the strip looks a bit like a better trade anyway right percentage wise you're getting the same return uh, that's a hundred percent return on that roughly yeah um, the the put is like a what seventy five percent return if that happens. So I think mm. that looks like a, like a like a better trade, even though it costs more. And you get the protection that if if it if it rallies, you're you know it goes back up to sixty five hundred, whatever. You still you still not too bad. So the only risk is it just stays here, and you don't do well, anything. Yeah, I mean you're you're risking eight grand um, to Every make two weeks. to make two. Yeah. I, I think I like the put more. Do you? The only, you, you, missed the, you missed the upside, though. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I mean, because, you know, purely technically, this market is strong. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's going up. Um, it's doing it with volume. Um, you know, the, the reason why I'm taking a, a, a bearish approach to it is just because I don't believe retail volumes uh, have it right. And I think that we won't get involved on the upside, though. You might, you know, it's going to be about the same. Yeah. Um, so that's protecting you. Um, yeah, that's... 
you know, if Vol comes off, that's probably your risk on the upside. So let's say we're off 20. Uh, it gets pretty brutal. Mm. But the thing that I, the other thing with the strip that, that that's also good is that um, what you can do is as it as it goes down to that 5500 level, uh, close down close down one of them. Yeah, you know, close down the uh, one of the puts, turn it into a straight straddle. So that'll um, that'll be quite quite handy. That's a four hundred points in the money. So you'd probably be making. I mean, you'd probably be selling that around about four five hundred, depending on how quickly that's going to happen. So um, that probably funds the whole stra- straddle anyway, and then you're already in the money on it. So um, potentially, you know, potentially you, you can you can edge out another couple hundred points over time. Um, or or do something interesting where you know sort of turn it into a bit of an iron condor after it happens. See, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of talking about playbooks. There is an interesting, I think, broadly very interesting play um, that that a strip can buy you. Um, and it's sort of I guess when when I think about markets, um, when I'm when I'm a lot more active in the markets, I, I look at all these kind of pivot points and where the market's going to gravitate towards. Um, and so the things I think I said it last night. Uh, my view over the next six to twelve months is that um, I think we're going to actually end up being lower, but I think we're going to take out the low. Um, and um, I, just, I don't think that um, yeah, people with 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 side hustles and equity trading have, have got it right. And <laughs> my my view is that um, you know I think we're in for higher vol. I think that. Um, uh, I, I think that um, there's this just calm before the storm at the moment. Um, and, yeah, I think I, my strip is probably just the protection and in, 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 on that being wrong. Um, okay. But with a, you know, I think that there's just, you know, volatility is going to pick up options, values are going to pick up if that happens. And um, I can I can take profit off the table quickly at 5,500. If that happens, you know, theoretically can can go down five hundred points like in middle of next week, late, late next week, right? If it really if it really gets its skates on. Yeah. Um next next when we're catching up next week, we you know, we might we might be trading half the day again. Yeah. Um so I think um so I I I think that's one I'm gonna watch. I'm not ready to move on it yet. Um I I'm gonna look at straddles um and right on my radar now, but I think I probably want volatility about five percent off where it is now before I'll enter, um, yeah. and then that allows me to. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good around that twenty-two uh, level. Um, so even if it's you know maybe at twenty-two and a half or around that, I'll start looking at pricing stuff up around there. Um, so I'll play around with that and report back next week if I'm in a trade or maybe start thinking about. Um, moving in, I think it might it probably happened before then. Some sort of consolidation. It's interesting, like falls off, like hasn't gone up even though the market's mm. off today. Um, mm. It's probably just a view on, um, you know, that you know that this is doing what um, at this stage people kind of expect it to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I um I think that. Uh, over time, the best trades that we've had are the ones that we've both agreed on timing. And mm. typically, you're, 
you know, I, I could listen to you more on entry timing and you're going to listen to me more on exit timing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe true. between us, we've got the ultimate trader. Who knows? <laughs> um, all right. Mike, Ivan, can we just, can you run through, like, as, as, as one of our favourite stockbrokers would say, uh, expiry day? How does this work? <laughs> Uh, it's funny because no one else is going to understand that reference whatsoever and we're not going to explain it. Um, obviously, I'm very, very drunk. Um, uh, but uh, expiry date. So from um, next month, this month, this month? Now I'm confused. Oh, God. We, uh, this month. This month, yeah. Hang on, I'm actually going to check this now. Could have given me more warning. Um, uh, from I, I think it is from next month, but anyway, I'll still take that. So from next month, uh, the XJO is going to expire on the same day as the single stock options. Um, now that uh, the timing of that is still going to be as is. So in other words, the um, XJO options will expire in the morning, based on OPIC, uh, the uh, the weighted average opening price and then the options will expire at night, um, and it is indeed from next month. From the, so to, uh, this week on the 18th, we've got um, index expiry, then 25th, we've got the single stock expiry, and then from July, uh, on the third Thursday of every month, the um, both options expiries will occur simultaneously on the same day. Now, obviously, there's still weeklies in the middle of it, but the... Um, the, the predominant, the major monthly options are all expiring together. Why? I have no idea, but anyway. Graham was explaining this to us, why, why, they were, why they were changing this, and I completely forgot. Forgot to listen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah that's typically do sometimes with, with things that... <laughs> Yeah, it's something we'll, that's going to... We'll have Graham back on in a week or two. Um, we, we'll have Graham... We should get Graham because we'll have the options game running again in another week. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get Graham in to talk about those types of things in two weeks' time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's just sort of a broad update on the options market. We might do that as a, those that can do session maybe in a fortnight from now. I'll... Yeah, um, yeah, I think I'll, what is probably going to be good is just um, if, uh, yeah, I mean, for anyone who's on the line who does have a full service broker, that's probably more important. Just uh, make sure you make sure they're aware of it <laughs> because that's 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 the one that, that that's important. Uh, in terms of uh, how you do your day to day, I mean, it's probably not going to be the system does everything for you anyway. It's probably not that much of a deal for. Uh, for our um, for our clients, yep. Um, that was all I had there. All right. So, uh, well, yeah, I think we had an Iron Condor on Flight Center, um, which someone has asked about. So that was uh, about a week or so ago. That 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 lined up. Um, so that will be ticking along quite nicely. I'm not sure if there's anything to add there. Um, Martin has asked, can you confirm that XJO options expiry day 
so sorry, expiry price will still be the OPEC price. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes it will be. All right. So just aligning that for consistency more than anything else. But um, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty much it. Um, any other questions? Um, Mark has asked about was. I don't know if you've got an opinion. Um, Playbook on where's over the next six weeks coming into dividend season? Is this short? Is this cook short term or does it kick on into dividends for yield hungry players? Uh, I, I honestly don't have an opinion on yeah. on it. Um, I do, it's just one of those stocks I never liked, aside from the occasional iron condor on West Farmers, just, yeah. It's just not being a stock that I have typically liked. Um, it's, I mean, do you remember those years where it stayed within like a $3 range, like 10% range up and down? Yeah. It's uh, just, it's, yeah, there you go. Look, look at that. That's just October 2009, yeah, from October 2019 to... 20 in a year, it went from 32 to 45, mm. and that's like cool, whatever. <laughs> and they're just years of misperformance. Anyway, I don't know. I don't have an opinion either. Um, if anyone else got anything they want to discuss or any trades they're doing at the moment, such a boring stock. You know, by the way, um, West Farm was on, on the, uh, uh, I just looked up West just before, and because um, uh, I, I heard some news coming out for it, but anyway, and, um, you know, it's got West Farmers conglomerate company. Just thought I'd point that out there, which is, again, something that wouldn't make any sense to anyone, but uh, you, Patrick, would appreciate that. Um, let's have a look. Rowan said, uh, after Pay's seen a 34% increase from its pre-COVID levels, do you have any thoughts on its direction from here? Um, I'm not sure if you were on earlier when we were kind of talking about it. I think uh, fundamentally not qualified to really have too much of a, uh, an opinion um, uh, on, on what's going on there. I just don't track it. There, It's been a darling of some of the... Um, uh, some of the analysts out there, um, but yeah, it has gone performed incredibly strongly. Yeah, I, I, I think there's there's queries in my mind. I think Ivan spoke strong has a stronger opinion than me, but there's queries on my mind where this company really sits. But yeah, um, you know, you're still looking at West Farmers, by the way. Yeah, got to press in. No, why? It's got to reconfigure. Anyway, my computer's just having my computer is not working. Yeah. yeah, get 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 yourself a, uh, a Surface Pro X. Oh yeah, how's that going for you? Good. Half the applications don't work, but the ones that do, it's really good. <laughs> okay, you're not selling it for me. Um, yeah. You'll 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 love it when you see when, when I show it to you. You'll love it. Very good. No, it's for, for you know for writing emails and Excel spreadsheets and Office and stuff. It's perfect. It's like an iPad with with Microsoft on it. It's awesome. 
Um, yeah. And to be fair, there's only just a handful of things that haven't worked. Um, we're going to get Brian Corman on in a couple of weeks as well on those that can to talk about, and we might even get him into the next big trade session as well uh, to talk about straddles going into reporting season. Uh, last time around, volatility was just too off the Richter to really use that strategy. It was just too expensive and it was just normalising itself from the COVID shock. Um, but um, if it's staying in sort of the range it's at now, then um, I think that um, there'll be that there'll be some really interesting trades going into reporting season. And I think timing, uh, Brian, I've asked him to come back to me on a date where, where it's getting about right, and he, he reckons in the next couple of weeks. So we'll organise that as well. I think there'll be some... That'll be something that maybe in two weeks from now, depending on on um, some of the other speakers' schedules, we'll either run it at this session or at the, uh, at the evening session. Um... Goodman Group, yes, I'm an old. <laughs> Let's have a look. What's Goodman Fielder again? No. G G M G, I think. G M G. Yeah. I'm showing my age with that code. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mark. I probably remembered it. I have not looked at the chart of Goodman since. Reckon that the century trade that I've been telling everyone about, which is a which is a cracker. Yeah. Um, what what's your thought, Mark, on Goodman? Um, yeah. You seeing anything there, Ivan? I mean, from from my perspective, I maybe maybe it's Nick Aaron Condor, but no. yeah, that's about it. ADX is super low. Um, yeah, maybe an Iron Condor. Run into Div. Um, yeah, maybe. It's, I'm going to struggle on stock-specific stuff at the moment unless there's something that's meeting my rules, and this doesn't um, because of my overall view on the market is a bit wonky. So um, I'll be probably trading straddles and things like that. Maybe some Iron Condors might line up. Um, I don't know. Uh, other than that, don't have too much. Um, okay, so Ingrid's asked, can you talk the order depth module on the dashboard and how uh, Info from it can give you an advantage in decision-making on entry-exit? Sure. I just happened to have done something like that the other day. Uh, you've got order depth right on the bottom. Um, so do you want to maybe bring up WBC or something? Something that's got a lot of depth. So um, uh, Westpac is something that I said yesterday I was going to sell. I still I didn't get around to doing it yesterday. Um, and I'm half tempted to do it today anyway. But anyway, so um, uh, what you would do is there's, there's two levels there. One is um, on the left-hand side, you've got your buyers. On the right-hand side, you've got your sellers. Uh, you can see the volumes on each side. Uh, if you hover over the volume field, you can see how much it actually sits in, in dollar terms. So uh, I guess someone just took that level out. Um, but there's 153,000, for example, there, 192. So um, if someone was to take it down to 1860, you know, it's probably about a mil, a mil in, in trading uh, to, to take it down a couple of levels. Um, the way that you typically look at this is just scan through and, and have a look at some 
uh, key levels. Um, you know, where it's where, where it, so if you're looking to buy, for example, um, instead of going in right now because it's, you can see that the sellers are, are much heavier than the buyers, uh, one way of doing that is just to say, okay, well, uh, look, there's, there's a pretty big bid there at 1850, and typically most stocks are going to be trading around uh, around these levels. You've got 100,000 uh, lots on them. There's a little plus button to the left hand side. Um, and uh, if you click on that, Patrick, just uh, oh, sorry. Uh, there's a plus uh, just on the left-hand side of yeah. But if you can click on the 106, if you can, just on that 1850 bid, there's 170 yep. buyers on there that make that up. So there's a lot of people there. But one of the things that you can look at, and the way that I would suggest you look at it, is to look at round, large round numbers. So that 2,000, that thousand, 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 four, five thousand. So that that the bigger the and the rounder the numbers um, is probably where you're going to get your uh, insto bids. Like that 12806, for example, that's a really weird transaction. That's probably just a high net worth looking to buy a specific order amount. That probably constitutes just some round number. But where you start seeing, you know, lots of numbers around 10,000, 100,000 shares, that's probably an insto buying. And that's where you can start um, thinking that there's probably going to be more um, or some level of support around a particular level, but you can with where that um, sort of that gradient is, you can see um, you know where, where, the, where the peaks are, and obviously there's a, there's a whole heap of selling at twenty there, and, and all that kind of stuff. So where, where you look at, oh, what was that? Sorry, just go down a little bit. Sorry, mate. Oh, someone, I lost your sound. Uh, you want me to go down to sellers at twenty? Uh, no, you got sellers. There's, there's like a nineteen. Someone's this a lot of volume at nineteen something. Did, did you see that? There's like a big, big, long line at nineteen. Just go up a little bit. Sorry, I just like this. Out, we lost sound there for a sec, so I couldn't hear. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep, stop, stop. Yeah, nineteen. Yeah, fifty-five. Yeah, yeah. So there's so ten sellers. Forty-three and a half. So if you hover over that again at 55,000, I mean, how much, 56,000 shares, what's that in, in dollar terms? That's a mil. So, yeah, so, I mean, so if you're looking to sell, you'll probably be selling there right, rough, roughly around about 80, 80 99 if, you, if you're trying to get out. Um, uh, and you could watch that. And then if you're buying, similar, sim, similarly, you can, you can sell. So instead of just going with a market order, you can time your orders a little bit better. Um, overall, um, depth has a, has a, unless you're a day trader, um, doesn't have that much meaning, um, yeah. you know. Volumes get chewed through, and and if you're if you're trading, if you're sort of becoming specialist in the stock, uh, then you can you can spend a lot of time looking at it and having a look uh, side by side, probably with the course of sales is how you'd, you'd set that, set that up, uh, just to see how you know new trades are going through, uh, and and you can see where where those volumes are going in. But uh, overall, um, you know, you can see it's a pretty pretty open board. Uh, if you're going to be buying, you'd probably be looking at that 18.50 level. If you're selling, you'd probably be looking at 18.99. Yeah. Uh, right now, and that's that's pretty much all it is. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, on the small caps as well, you know, you can look at if you're looking at, you know, depending on getting in or out of or something. Um, you know, obviously, you can pay quite a bit of attention to depth. Um, because uh, they're less liquid, so you know share price going up off the back of very little volume, but also seeing where bids and so forth. If you if you watch the stock um, fairly regularly, it can give you it can give you some clues. Um, 
on how you're going to get out. Um, equally, you might want to look at depth if you're about to put a trade through. And if you can see you're about to show your hand and the depth's not there to take the order, even if you were to drop your price down, uh, you might think twice um, or, or it might come into your decision-making. Um, beautiful, but again, that as Ivan said, as a day trader, um, you would look at this information. I remember when I used to be a day trader, I used to spend my day looking at, at the depth screens. Um, but, um, you know, uh, other than that, I'd, you know, probably not too much too much interest on these these sort of stocks, but yeah, there you go. Um, Rowan, thought volume didn't matter. I that <laughs> depends how you trade. Yeah, look again. I I uh, I look at depth now that now that we've got it. Um, but in reality, you know, if someone's going to sell, someone's going to not even worry about putting a bid on. They're going to take it out um, in volume. The cost of sales is thus much more important. You can see whether whether market orders are coming through and whether they're coming through in size, um, that's probably the best indication. But having said that, I, I still feel for the kind of trading that we do in terms of longer term um, sort of swing trading um, over a period of a month, yeah, the only thing that I care about with volume is in this very specific situation where I can see a lot of um, retail volume coming through open markets um, and uh, it just, yeah, it it concerns me for the rally ultimately, as opposed to um, as opposed <clears> to anything else. All right. Well, I think Ivan, we've covered all the territory you need to today. Um, uh, I'll be we'll be back on next Tuesday for the those that can do. It's confirming a speaker for us. Um, and what else was I going to say? Oh, tonight we've got dispersion. So if like if you're sitting there and thinking like Ivan that we might be testing uh, our lows, um, that means that there's going to be some volatility coming back into the market, um, and it's going to really put a cat amongst the pigeons and put some pressure on different companies. And you know that means that pressure is coming from somewhere. We've got an investment called Dispersion that I'm going to be talking about tonight. I'll be discussing what Dispersion is. Um, what our view of dispersion volatility is and some of the things that we think that are out there that could be a threat. Uh, if you want to come along to that session, type in yes and I'll get someone to send you an invite. Or if you want the PDS on that investment, just type in DIS for dispersion and I'll get someone to send that across. All right. But uh, otherwise, we're on tonight at 7 p.m. Um, and if you want to join that session again, just type yes or DIS and we'll send a prospectus across to you. Other than that, guys, thank you very much for coming and um, we'll see you online next week. Good luck with your trading. Thank you.